0: What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. I got the honor and privilege of going across the pond and talking to my brother from another mother. An incredible uh, indie filmmaker, a writer, a musician. Uh, somebody who is, uh, I would say, is going to be a disruptor in the indie film space. I'm talking about Jose River Dularay. How you doing, brother?
1: How you doing? I tell you what, your your introduction is as good as Sway in the Morning.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We got to have a, a goal to reach for. So, uh, oh, the yes. reason why um, I'm so uh, thankful for you, uh, you know, uh, blessing the, the podcast with your time is because with your background in film, I wanted you to kind of give me your impressions of this Black Panther fan film that was created by a karate studio you know. in Florida. A karate oh, studio I, I in Florida.
1: I,
2: yeah.
1: I didn't know that bit. I didn't know. It was, it was, but then it makes sense because the action that I saw was, yeah, it was very, very coordinated. And I studied martial arts as well. So there's a lot of things I saw. And thought Yeah, it was very, very technical, very good.
0: Yeah, the thing that's so crazy is that the studio is uh, full of students who are musicians. They are, um, the actors. Their one guy is a, a programmer, and then the sensei, him and his wife, the sensei, uh, D.A. Jackson or Sifu, I think, because of their style, yeah. he um plays uh T'Challa Black Panther, and his wife plays uh Storm.
1: Yeah, I saw that in the
0: credits. Yeah, so this is kind of <laughs> like a family affair. So, if ladies and yeah. gentlemen, if you know what we're talking about, we're talking about. The fan film on YouTube. You have to go to the Workhorse Pictures channel, Workhorse Pictures, and uh, just look up uh, uh, Black Panther Unleash Storms of Carnage. It's a four-part uh, series. We have part one, two, and three. And so I wanted to talk to Jose, who's a filmmaker. You know, I sent him the link. You know, I wanted to get his impressions, and then we're going to end it with um, his thoughts and hopes for the Marvel uh film coming up in february and then some of the stuff that he's personally working on jose give me some of your thoughts on uh black panther storms of carnage yada yada
1: okay with opinions i always give positive a positive and a negative excellent um as a whole production i thought it was fantastic okay just the whole element of Time travel and slavery is such a brilliant and new, refreshing concept.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything that I, I, I can't really thought anything about the whole thing. There's lots of things that will be learnt and upgraded as they progress. Right. Um, just te- technically lighting, grading, use of camera, uh, c- cinematography, the con- cos- you know just framing things properly. I think that will be a big difference in how everything will be put together. But as they grow, it's going to come out perfectly. As a franchise as well, it's a brilliant fan based franchise which could lead to so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it, to be honest. It's one of those, it's one of those things that you watch and is raw. Yeah, it's so raw that you, you want to watch more.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It's
0: it's the imperfections that are perfect. Let me interrupt, brother. You know what I call that? I call what? that the Doctor Who chic. <laughs> in what way? Because you know that there's not a whole bunch of production money behind it. And yeah. so they make up for it in creativity and innovation. Yeah. We're going to use this prop and this scene and we're going to turn it around and use another scene and the whole bit. That's that's what I mean by that. But, but even
1: like the costume making and the graphics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on point. Yeah. You know, the, the, the use of, of graphics and technology yep. that we have today that we a lot of people don't utilize. And it was just really, really refreshing to see that even in the costume making, the detail,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it was in very, very impressive, very impressive. And to know that they self-finance, it's a family based, yep. they all put together, they all pull together. It's nothing to do with profit, it's to do with being creative
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're all pushing it forward. Together as a unit, and that's what we lack over
0: here in the UK. Hmm. Explain see, that a little bit. Talk about that a little bit. Right. And introduce us. Right. Black America
1: foreseen in the UK is, is shown in the light of unity. We work together. We get things done. If you take that to the UK now, it's not the same. We find it very difficult to work together because we're too much on our own stuff. Hmm. There's no unity within ourselves. We look to America for everything that's dominant and we praise it, such as music and film, and we aspire to be like that, but we never incorporate it over here because of the class system here. Hmm. Um, it's just one of those things. And I really hate seeing as black filmmakers writers we can achieve what you achieve over there but we don't do it we would rather just talk about it or look at you and praise it but not bring it to the table so that's why it frustrates me a little bit over here with filmmaking
2: but that's the go-off subject but, okay
0: yeah all right so you talked <laughs> about the uh, production that's- value you talked about the framing some other stuff what about the acting and the uh, scripts and the dialogue and everything
1: um, I think because from what you were telling me, they do they're, they're, the dialogue is fine. Mm-hmm. fine. the dialogue is what it is. Sometimes it's just actually making it believable on film. Okay. So maybe to have an acting, maybe to have an acting coach or someone who's an acting teacher, okay. to, looking into the camera looking away from the camera, just to express more feelings okay um it's just to be wrong with it it's just the little things that need
0: tweaking to make it more more smooth okay so let's go into some of the cons you talked about the pros let's go on some of the cons because there's a lot
1: of um a lot of shots that cut off the top of the head. Okay. Uh, the medium-wide shots. I mean, a lot of the, the fighting scenes have been done medium-wide um, and a few close-ups. Uh, with fighting scenes as well, you tend to, um, It looks faster than what it is when you shoot it on camera. So you need to slow it down sometimes because it's, it's a bit too quick. But, uh, like I said, it, it's one of those things where you, you can come... But they're doing it. I'm not doing it. They're there. They're doing it.
0: Okay, cool. It's
1: just taking bits of people's advice and just maybe trying it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, go back to your formula. But it's just and framing shots, grading, because the lighting is hard. A the shots. Um, and the, li- the lighting was bad. I'm trying to be nice and not okay. <laughs> but it's just the light the, a lot of the lighting was very, very bad and the either was too bright or too dark. Um there wasn't a very good balance, but I think that might be to do with YouTube as well, mm-hmm. because they have different formats. Maybe if they had it on Vimeo it might look different because they use different filters.
2: Okay.
1: Um, it's just one of those trial and error things, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a professional like yourself, but um, I would say that it's... I'm,
1: I'm not a professional, but it's just that certain things that I, I pick up I know and I see. It's like when people send me films, I mm-hmm. tend to watch it two or three times. I watch it for the enjoyment factor, how it makes me feel, and then I watch it again for the technical level. Okay. And I can see certain things like the lighting and the framing, and I'll make a note. And I've done that for many of my friends who sent me films and okay. say, what do you think? And I'd watch it twice and they're not notes and it's up to them to either incorporate it take it with a pinch of salt, learn from it or tell me to piss off, it's up to them but if you ask my opinion I've got to give you my honest opinion as my friend
2: Right. All right. I'm, gonna, now, I'm not
1: the type of person because uh-huh. you know me, to say oh yeah, it was really good, you're doing a marvellous job I'd be like, no yeah, well done for doing it, but you need to fix up this shit and that shit
0: okay <laughs> gotcha <laughs> gotcha gotcha uh now installment uh, four is going to be coming out i think before yeah. the end of the year so yeah i'm looking forward to it so what what advice would you give him in terms of Yeah, i know you mentioned framing can you explain that a little bit for the non-filmmakers okay, okay.
1: you know what i got my little book here
0: because so <laughs> <the notes. laughs> i dig the fight right. scenes because those fight scenes were real they were actually punching each other and so you talked about uh, the no, fight scenes and, and, were yeah. mid frame, that's, that's
1: they can they can they can punch each other all day, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if they're students of karate, they can pull on their punches anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not a big I mean, you got with framing and composition, you got the rule of third. So once you put on your screen you're watching the film, like your monsters, your field monsters, you come comes up with like the the lines in the box. Mm-hmm. If you, you can just go on to um, DA4 Productions, his web, his YouTube channel, and just type in framing and composition and it will give you a basic knowledge of how to frame a shot, just to make it more pleasing to the eye. So you're, so the people who watch watching your film can follow it without straining their eyes basically. Okay. So everything looks level. Um, it's a very simple concept. You basically have to have your eyes on the line in the box.
0: <laughs> okay. It,
1: it, it it's, it's hard to explain. It's better to show you, to be honest, but I can't mm-hmm. do that over a web.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: But yeah, framing and composition, rule of third, type that in YouTube. It's like a 10-second tutorial, and it will make a massive improvement to your, to your work. Okay. Um, and just like I said, uh, framing shots, making sure medium to wide from the chest plate, to above that's a medium wide or a full body shot if you're going to shoot a fight scene and you're doing full body don't cut off the legs don't cut off the the, the top of the head have the whole body in frame okay. um it, it just makes things aesthetic and more easy to watch um let me say let me a sec. Right. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i
0: understand trust me
1: um but, um yeah it's just a simple note I mean, what
0: about I, lighting I, I,
1: What's Lighting okay, for the daylight shots, because you can tell it's a very bright sunny day on one of the shots that they shot in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't use any blockers. They didn't block any of the sunlight. And you can just you can pick that up for like five dollars or five five pounds, five dollars your end. Um and it's basically you put it in between the sun and the uh, the subject. Okay. And it blocks out, out the sun and it gives a more natural daylight look to your film. It means that, okay, someone's got to hold it and someone's got to walk around and make sure you're in the right position when you're shooting. But it's going to make a game changer.
0: Wow. So natural sunlight in a shot, it makes it too bright. You put a blocker up there and then it looks like regular daytime. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay.
1: So if if, if you look... Right. If you look at my, you can see the sunlight on my screen now.
0: Right. Uh huh.
1: Right. Let me block it.
0: You can see. You probably see my face better. Oh, I see it now. I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. Right. That's the blocker. So I used to be an art director back in back in the day. So you're not talking about those those like white sheets that they used to put over a subject to kind of make the light even all over. You're not not talking about that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a blocker. Oh. Okay. All
0: right.
1: But you can have them in have them in white, silver, uh, full white silk, and black. Okay. And you just choose the right one to reflect. One is, bright, one is to bounce light, and one is to soften light. Okay. And it makes a difference. It'll make your skin tone look more natural in the daylight,
0: gotcha. and
1: especially with black skin, it will shine more.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Is this certain thing you put attention to these two? Which makes a difference. Plus, in post production, it's easier to grade. Gotcha. You're not messing around with too much colouring. Okay. Takes a lot of time as well.
0: <laughs> is have you ever worked with gels? Do they even do that anymore? Yeah,
1: you use gels for di- different kind of lightings, different kind of scenarios. Okay. So if you're going to do something with a sci-fi, in your foreground, you probably might use a red in the background. You might use a blue and okay. use the contrast of colours just to make it more sci-fi. Mm -hmm. um it all depends on the mood of the film and what you're trying to do
0: gotcha 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 all right all right but Uh, yeah
1: use gels use gels as well
0: okay uh any other uh you know advice critiques before we move on to the marvel movie
1: um no because it's a learning process and it all depends on what type of film you're shooting and it all depends on what you're trying to show your audience Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, it's I'll I'll I would always say things like avoid using handheld. Okay. Because and post production are terrible. So you need to minimise it. Use maybe a um, with something that's more smoother because you're just walking around holding the camera, you're shaking all all over the place and just frustrates your eyes when it's like shaky hand cam (laughs) okay all right right, right. um but i don't i don't think they're on to i don't think they're doing anything wrong i just think certain things need tightening up and that will come with knowledge and looking it up and doing a bit of research really
0: Mm wow wow has the internet made it easier to be a filmmaker like, like, is art school, like, is film way. school, is it totally irrelevant now?
1: No, I would say film school is always the best option if you can afford it. Um, oh. Just because you've got in a, in a like-minded environment, so you can always pull and pull together because you've got people who are cinematographers, but you all kind of learn the same trade together. So when you go off and you want to make something, you know who it's call. Where if you didn't go to film school, it's who you're asking to do work with. Okay. I just see it as a good advantage. Um, online online tutorials you can do. Um, they're also brilliant because they're done by actors filmmakers. They charge about $200 and you get like two or three sessions, an hour sessions. But they'll give you the guidelines of how to do and take you through the processes because they've lived and they've done it and they're doing it. So you might get Kevin Bacon teaching you how to do acting classes. Wow. So those things are very good. And they're like two hundred dollars and you get like three or four lessons. So equally they're good. Otherwise, I think if you're a creator and you you can make that story believable to somebody and they can see your vision. I think you're halfway there okay? because all you're doing is transpiring everything and just projecting it so that they can see your vision. I don't think there's a right and a wrong way. It's like music. Some mm-hmm. people might like it. Some
0: people won't. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ladies um, and gentlemen, you're listening to the wisdom. You understand? The knowledge, the experience. <laughs> Of uh Mr. Jose laray And um if you go over to shootingpeople.org, shootingpeople.org. Oh, were, we're talking about with a camera now. <laughs> you, yeah, know, yeah, America, yeah, yeah. you know, in America. You know, be like duck. No, man. shootingpeople.org. Yeah, uh, hands you, up. Hands up. Exactly. You can see some of his work and, uh, and and some of his uh and some of his uh his ideas. And if you go to uh, iTunes you can get some more of his wisdom. I actually uh, took his channel, uh, the little link, and sent it to my son in Japan, who's a, a filmmaker. Yeah. And uh, just so he can, uh, you know, benefit from uh, Jose's experience.
1: I actually, you know, I was talking about it the other day. And me doing, I, I do that podcast when I'm driving to work. Yep. And it's just therapeutic because I get to express my ideas out loud. And it makes more sense to me. And then it, it just sparks another idea for me to do. So sometimes I, I don't, to be honest, I don't even check who subscribes, who's listening. I just do it. And then I put it up there. And if it is, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, for any fame or, or whatever you want to call it, I just voice yeah. And it. Yeah. Put into a script and then work on it that way. And um, yeah, so I was absolutely so when you sent me that text, I was surprised. I was like, Wow, somebody listens to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But no, I mean, it's
1: great. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny.
0: You know, I was before, yeah. before I before I started podcasting again, I, I mentioned it to my cousin. And I didn't think, you know, maybe it was something I should do again. And he was like, Jonathan, you know, it's important for your voice to be out there because it lets the rest of us know that we're not crazy. True. You know Very what I mean? True. So it's it's good. You know, whatever you're thinking, there's probably a thousand other people thinking the same thing, but they just won't take the extra step yeah. to express it.
1: Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, on shooting people, I've only got like two films and the last one I did, I did because my daughter do something and I thought, all right, let's, let's do something different today. Let's make a film. And she's like, okay, let's make a film. And I was like, Okay. right, right, let's do it this way. So we had a day at the park and we just made a film.
0: That's cool, man. That's
1: cool. <laughs> so, it's very very easy to direct.
0: <laughs> you know, I was that, watching the jazz, the jazz me, right? Is that the one? jazz, jazz mine?
1: Yeah, jazz, jazz, me, yeah. And that's funny because the that I was actually going to delete that film. Don't do it. I'll tell you why? Because the one that I'm working on now is supposed that was a, like a prototype for what I wanted to do, which okay. is the next one that I'm aiming for next year, mm-hmm. which is. I've either called it Jasmine again or Jazz Him. But that is a a mini film towards a feature film.
0: Wow.
1: And how how I'm going to do it is after that film is going to be shot, a two-day shoot, but also I'm going to hire and coordinate a live jazz band to do the EP and the score, and I'm going to give that away with the film as a crowdfunding process so people wow. who want it and okay. people who want it could just like you know like Bandcamp where you can just download it for like
0: two yeah i got a couple hours from Bandcamp. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah me too me like, <laughs> so i'm gonna do it in that kind of format okay, so cool. i'm paying for everything myself the band the studio the film the crew the lighting i'm doing all it myself it's all self-financed and then i'm gonna give it away in the in the hope that it generates enough money for to- Feature film, which is called Blue Note, obviously behind the jazz label Blue
0: Note. Okay, and that's 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 some synchronicity for yeah. your ass right there, because <laughs> I, all over my screen yesterday, when I'm reaching out to you and some other folk, I have Blue Note album covers. I oh. use them as inspiration. All right, and uh, <laughs> you know, I got I got a little small record collection from my father and my grandma. And um, yeah. I just love the photography and the composition on Blue Note album covers. So uh, yeah. it's, it's funny that you mention that. So why Blue Note? Why that um,
1: Because, it, it, to find it funny enough, it was nothing to do with the jazz label. Okay. I just, because blues, as in the music blues, is of a storytelling. Right. Like music is storytelling. And it's usually something about something depressing or something that's happened in your life that's changed the way of you reacting a certain way okay and because it's jazz it's i don't know as i thought blue and the notes of jazz jazz players playing notes they call it blue note
0: okay
1: um that's the name of the title and it's basically it's it's like a love story turned bad turned good gotcha it's nothing to do with gang violence or hoodies or Thank God. Slavery, thank God. Thank God. Because I'm, thick I,
0: and ty- I, I'm I sick and tired. I'm sick
1: and tired. I thought, um, such a big, bigger perspective, you've mm-hmm. got so many stories to tell, why we keep telling the same story.
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I want to talk more about your work and everything, um, but <laughs> let's um, let's go on to this other thing. So, uh, Marvel's Black Panther movie. Yeah. The trailer came out and it was like a couple of days, a couple of hours. It was like twenty some million. It was crazy. I haven't, yeah. I've never seen that kind of buzz for a movie except for maybe like Star Wars or, or yeah. the Matrix or some shit like that. When you first saw the Marvel, you know, comics movie trailer, what was your first impressions? I thought,
1: what happened to DC? They're my boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess with Marvel, I'm, de- I'm Judge Dredd, I'm Batman, a rogue trooper. Okay. I'm not DC, All I'm right. dumb- not Marvel, I'm DC. Forget Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, when I saw it, I thought, okay, this is good. But I didn't think of anything. It didn't, to be honest, it didn't move me in a way that I know it moved a lot of other people. Okay. A lot of people either saw it as, yeah, they like Marvel and they love Black Panther.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, yeah, finally we got a Black uh, Vision something that we can look up to and aspire to, Mm -hmm. or about time we made a movie with black people from Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. It didn't really move me as much, but I guess it's because I'm not really a fan and I didn't see it in how other people see it. I just thought, okay, it's another Marvel film. Um, It looks interesting. They use black people for a change. And yeah, yeah, let's see what happens. I didn't think of anything good or bad about it Mm because i always remember billy zane when he done black panther
0: billy zane you talking about the fan
1: film no no the film the actual there was a black panther film
0: no wasn't it billy
1: zane i'm sure there was
0: okay you probably
1: um probably (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and he dressed up and he was in africa as a white guy um, I'm gonna Google it in a minute now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to quietly start typing while you were telling your story.
1: Yeah, look for Billy Zane Black Panther. Um, I'm sure he made a film. Because I heard 80s.
0: that um, Wesley not- Snipes had tried to get the had uh, had the film rights for years, but the studios wasn't budging, and then finally they just let it let it just die in the drawer. You heard anything like that?
1: No, but if, funny enough, I follow Wesley Snipes on uh, Twitter. And Mm -hmm. I'm currently reading a book, The Washing of the Spears, by Shaka Zulu. Oh, all right. And I was thinking, just in my mind, off the top, Wesley Snipes would be a wicked Shaka Zulu. Hmm. Body-wise, acting-wise, charisma-wise, he's got the athletic bozzy, he's got the face
0: now, you're talking about Wesley Snipes now or Wesley Snipes like in his prime? now. 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 okay.
1: Playing as Shaka Zulu. Obviously in Africa, not in Texas or anything where it might be sunny and <laughs> you need to make it authentic. Okay. But okay. I was just thinking, if I was to write a script with that, because I, I write, I write, every, um, I don't know if you've, you've heard my podcast, I write every day. Beautiful. Every day I write, if, if it's cyber footnotes, or poem or ideas for a script. I write it every day and I've written, I've started writing notes about it because I'm reading the book and there's certain things that I like and I could just visualize Wesley Snipes doing it.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, There's obviously other different actors that you could probably choose, but I just think in Hollywood, it's all about a name Mm -hmm. and Wesley Snipes is a name. He might not be a name as strong as he was in the 90s, but it's still a name.
2: Mm
1: And I think he fits that role perfectly.
0: Now, it's funny that you're bringing up Wesley Snipes because you sitting over there in London town. Somebody mm-hmm. from my perspective will say, well, how come you ain't talking about Idris Elba? I mean, that's that's the man right now. You, you don't see him as Zulu?
1: Because Idris Elba is from London and he's going to walk onto the set with his big shoulders doing a, a London walk. <laughs> That walk is badass, by the way. (laughs) What are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? No, no. He might be an extra in the background, but I don't think it. It's like when they say Aegis Alba for James Bond. I'm thinking, why? Is it because he's black and you want to see a black James Bond? Because really and truly, I wouldn't put him as a James Bond. Hmm. I wouldn't. If he was going to choose a black James Bond, I wouldn't choose Aegis Alba. I choose someone else.
0: Okay. Now, I'm, I was a big James Bond fan. My favorite was uh, Roger Moore because, you know, okay. Sean Connery, I was a kid when Sean Connery was doing this, so Roger Moore. And plus, I had a little humor. Yeah. I didn't like, yeah. you know, none of the other people afterwards. No, no. So was what was your dope. favorite James Bond?
1: Um, the same. Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Daniel Craig, Definitely.
0: Oh, Daniel Craig is a new guy. Okay.
1: Yeah. Daniel All Craig right. is, is very edgy. I, I, I think he's a very good edge to him.
0: Is he? Okay. All right. All right. And I mean, think
1: he, he's quite current as well. And he doesn't look underage or overage to play the role. Okay. And if you look at Sean Connery and Roger Moore, they looked middle aged when I was playing the role. They wasn't very young. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they looked very young. And I think Daniel Craig suits that generation as well. Gotcha, he gotcha, su- gotcha. He, su- he suits my generation, anyway.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I was on the bandwagon when he was talking about uh, uh, Idris Alba. you know what I mean? Um, uh, but uh, I'll be honest with you, I, if you're just doing it because he's black, I wasn't down with that. Because no, no, he did it. such a good job on Luther. You know, I was like, there's a million other, you yeah. know, people he yeah, could be. You there's, know. There's yeah. so, it's like you find one
1: black actor and you kind of like want to run with it and put him on everything. Yeah. And there's like a hundred more black actors behind him that could do the job. Mm-hmm. All but, right. Uh, this All is right. Nice I mean, good on the one. He was good. Uh, American gangster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He even permits you because he quite versatile in and American accent. Well, I think um but at james bond no i don't think he could do it i might be wrong i'm not i'm not the the bees and all but i just Mm -hmm. don't think just because he's black he should do
2: it
0: gotcha all right all right let's stay in london a little bit man with this conversation you mentioned earlier that you wasn't happy Mm -hmm. with the unity that you saw amongst uh, are you saying black the black community in general or are you saying like filmmakers and artists like describe a little bit what it's like to be an african person in uh in london england
1: okay um <clears throat> in in london england we don't really have african people african british is more black or mixed-race or caribbean
0: okay
1: i um, you know in america you have like african-american
0: yeah I'm coming um, with my bias, so forgive me for my bias.
1: Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's cool, it's cool. But I know what you mean anyway. No, it just seems that we're such a diverse, cosmopolitan city, London. There's so much interaction. It's very hard to have all black, all white. But the majority, a lot of the things are run by middle-class people. Um, black people tend to either want to... Make them happy, let's just say that. Okay. We won't do things to make ourselves happy. We, mm-hmm. We're more focused on doing things that is more acceptable to the BBC or to middle-class people because okay. their approval means a lot to us. Because otherwise, if we don't get their approval, we can't move forward. And I want to stay clear of that. If I want to hire all black, I'll hire all black. If I want to do something with certain people, then I'll do it with certain people. I'm not hiring the best person. I'm hiring the best person. I'm not hiring you because you're black. But what it is, is when black people get together, or I've had friends before who literally live around the corner from me and say, right, come around. We're going to record this. We're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there in a minute. And they never turn up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what are you on? What, are you, what? where is your focus where's your game on do you want to move together or do you want to move by yourself if you want to move by yourself then that's fine go don't sell me that you want to move together you can't produce you can't come to the table mm-hmm. and i just find it very frustrating that there's a lot of creative people that only do things for the moment mm-hmm. there's no consistency it's like, let's all get together and do Black Lives Matter, for instance. I don't know if you heard of the Black Lives Matter movement in the UK.
0: Uh, yeah, a little, I've seen some stuff on Twitter and so forth. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you now, I found it to be shit.
0: Hmm. And
1: I'll give you my reason why. Mm-hmm. It's a copycat of America. Okay. There's nothing to do... It, yeah, we have issues with the police here, but nothing as bad as you guys do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if that makes sense. Sure. So... The rally was put together. Everybody joined in. One hit, one wonder. One hit wonder, basically. Mm -hmm. Because after that, nothing transpired. Nothing changed. It was like we're unity for one day. There's no no follow-on. And my friend Damien Swaby, who shot a documentary on it, he got in touch with Black Lives Matter UK. They didn't want to have nothing to do with him until he got in touch with Black Lives Matter in the US. And they contacted the UK and said, you need to go and speak to that guy. And that's uh... when they got... And my friend was like, no, you can fuck off because if, if that's what it takes for you to listen to me, you have to go to America to for them to tell you what to do for you to listen to me. Then what's the point? Where are we as people, as black people? Mm-hmm. So I stay in my lane. I work with people like minded like myself. Black, white, I don't really care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're on the same page as me, we move forward. If you're not, then you move solo. It's simple as. Um, I just find it really frustrating that as black people, we only come together whenever there's a disaster. Right. Or whenever there's an an issue. We never come together to create, to progress. Because we're we're self-minded. Because you don't get that in Jewish... Yeah, no, you know, listen, you don't get that with the Indian culture. You don't get it with Chinese culture. You don't get it with Jewish culture, Italian culture. They work as a unit, they work as a family, and they progress together. Mm-hmm. We get to a certain level, and then we act stupid
2: mm-hmm.
1: like a gold chain or a Mercedes Benz is more important than pushing forward.
2: Right.
1: So we need to change that. And we're only going to wait, the only way we're going to change that is we change ourselves. Mm hmm. Until that happens, it's only a few of us that are going to move forward. It's like motivational speakers. They really piss me off. all (laughs) they say. All they say is the same shit. Right. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it if you believe. No, you can't do it if you believe. Everybody believes in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Can you You be like him? (laughs) There you go.
0: Well, you know, this is going to be good, man, because I I only (laughs) agree with you 50%. you know what I mean? I'm going to leave the Jesus That's piece why. aside because I study too much history to believe in that shit. But we're going to go with the unity. You ever heard of the concept of cognitive dissonance?
2: Sorry, I
0: know. So yeah, I yeah. know. I said, you ever, believe, you ever hear the concept of cognitive dissonance? No, I haven't. It's a fancy word for saying that your brain can't process something that you see because you don't have a point of reference or whatever. So for example, you know, people may say, well, we don't have, I guess the universal term for African people all over is black. So we didn't go with black. So yeah. we don't have black media. So you and I can sit here and say, we don't have black media, but you and I are talking and no. and there's a, there's a large group of creators that listen to my podcast this is black media It's small, Brilliant. you know yeah. what I mean? It's not, you know, I, I sought you out, you know, I looked at your, your Twitter feed. Then I looked at your, your shooting people.org. Then I listened to your iTunes. I mean, you're black media. I'd rather listen to you, this Scorsese's podcast. You understand? Or, uh, or, or Ridley Scott's podcast. You know what I mean? I mean, they got some stuff to tell me. Yeah, sure. But it's on a different level. You you come in with a with an energy that I can relate to. So we're building it. It's just small and kind of decentralized kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and so the, the important thing is not to despise the day of small beginnings. I mean, there's um, if I heard this, uh, if I remember this article right, the brother who started When I say brother, I mean, human being at this point, the brother who started Wired magazine, right? white dude, um, and he's, he's quoted as saying that all you need is like a thousand active supporters. Like a thousand yeah. people that ride or die with you and then you can get your program over. So, you know, you're talking about this feature film that you wanna do. If folk listen to my podcast, I'm gonna reach out to some brothers that I know who do other podcasts and, and so forth. If we can get you that, that, that critical mass of people, you're gonna have your thousand and you can make moves. And then finally, we, we got another choice besides, you know, uh, slavery, uh, thugs, bedwinches yeah. like Scandal, um, all this kind of gonna- shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're that, we, we are the, you know, I went to this uh, lecture uh, in Philly, uh, Malefe Ketiasante, right? The guy who coined uh, Afrocentricity or whatever. He said, yeah. we, he says, nothing come out the sky but rain. We are the people that we're looking for. Yeah. So I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm gonna buy dashiki in February and I'm gonna go to the Black Panther <laughs> movie. But I'm looking to Mr. I'm with you, You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm looking to, to Jose to yeah. come up with a film that's really gonna express who I am as a black man. I'm talking about on a 3D level. You yeah. know, and they're gonna show a two dimensional version of me that's not scary to white folks. That's what Hollywood does. That's why there's so many fucking thug thug movies, uh, slavery pictures, bedwinch pictures, because that's the image that they're comfortable with.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I but, agree. but I know what, Jose what, is going to do
0: something different, and so that's oh, why yeah. I'm talking to you.
1: I mean, I like to I like to write on human emotion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like. I would write something. I would write something about, say, you and your partner, and your partner cheats on you, and how that makes you feel, yeah. and how it makes you, and how you're going to resolve it, and how you're going to get back together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because the reality of life is that's what we deal with every day. So yeah. I want to make a film. I want to make films that reflect everyday's living, everyday, everyday's person, personality, what they deal with getting up early in the morning to do a shit job, to come back to having no time to do what they really like, whether it's painting or making music or playing basketball or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's so many obstacles in life that stop us. Yeah. And these are the stories that are never told.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We always have to deal with the horror or the the depression. Yeah. I want something that, yeah, life is hard, but there's a flower at the end of it that you're going to smell. Yeah. Uh, That's what I want to try and do. And that's what I'm doing with this script now. I mean, it's a two-part script. The first part is a guy who's in a career, but he's also got a girl who's his manager. Mm -hmm. And she's taking him places, and he's, like, moving away from that, saying, well, the label needs me. And, "No, you're already there. You don't need the label. The The label needs you. You don't need them. We need to build on us. Let's move as a unit. And he gets blindsided with fame thinking he needs to do this to to further his career it's only when she moves away and moves on that he realizes he had everything and now he yeah. has nothing
0: yeah and that's all in that first film i watched it a couple of times and i was like okay i've heard this story and i've seen this story in real life before i never saw the end of it where the guy realizes see he had everything already i haven't you know yeah, yeah
1: so that that that's that's the first part of the new film mm-hmm. it's re, it's redone a lot better with a lot more technical style, technical things added to it. So there's going to be better framing, better colouring sure. because the that, the reason why that film's in black and white is colouring was totally a mess. Mm-hmm. That's why that film was in black and white that you saw.
2: Okay.
1: And the grading was so bad and there was so much, there was so many things wrong with it that I can see now from what I've learned. That's why I need to remake it because it's one of my favourite pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remake it and in a two part and the second part is, is a a family of musicians uh, and the wife is pregnant. The husband knows that, but she hasn't told the husband she's pregnant. So in his mind, he's thinking about his career and what he needs to do. Is it more important for him to pursue his career or to stop and be a good father? Mm. So it comes, it comes to the point where they're having arguments and she says, she tells him that she's he's, she's pregnant. And he's like, I know. And she's like, well, why didn't you say? I said, well, I know my wife. I know what's going on with you. And, she, and I said, this is the problem I'm dealing with. Do I stop and be a father? Or do I pursue the career and make it better for us? And she said, look, we're here together. You do what you need to do. At the end of the day, you've got nine months to make it happen. Make it happen. If it doesn't happen, it's no big deal. We'll make it happen another time. You know, wow. so it's all about chasing your dreams and reevaluating your life mm-hmm. and putting what what's more important, family or career. And if you got that person behind you that says it's okay, go for your go for your dreams. I've got you. I handle the rest. But we don't see that in film. Right. I I need to put it in film.
0: You need to, brother. You need to. Now, musicians, <laughs> this keeps coming up. So we talked off mic, you had a background uh, in music?
1: Yeah, yeah, dodgy one. But <laughs> 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 uh, no. Nah. I grew up I'm I'm I grew I'm born nineteen seventy-five. I'm forty two years old. Okay. I grew up I grew up from breakdancing to hip hop, you know, to writing to spitting bars to producing. I've done a lot of production for a lot of people around the world. Um, I made a bit of money. I've been on a few mixed mixtapes, never dropped anything myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I never I, I never kind of had the time or I never thought it was right. I was still kind of finding my style. Sure. But I put sure. projects together. I've sold a lot. You know, I, 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 Um. so I'm, I'm taking that music and in, incorporating it in film. Because with the soundtrack that I want to make, I want to shoot it as a documentary. Okay. So you're going to get three things in one. You're going to get a film with a score, with an EP, and a documentary behind the scenes. And you're going to get all of that for free. So
0: Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, uh, Jose, man, if people want to support you, um, what do they do? Where do they find you on social media? How can they how can they support your efforts?
1: Right. I'll give you my PayPal account. You just send as much money as you want. Do you got a Patreon? <laughs> No, I don't. Um, I did, did, like I said, I did try the crowdfunding before, Uh but it's too time consuming. You you need a good crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is good. I know a lot of people that that can do it, but you have to treat it as a job and you have to have the supportive group around you. Mm -hmm. You have to have your your people behind you. Mm -hmm. And if you're a one-man band, you can only do so much. Um, To be honest, I've never really asked for support. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just give me a shout. I always, you know, I'm always on Twitter. I always
0: what's your Twitter handle?
1: NBS Films at NBS Films November Bravo Sierra Films.
0: Okay. And And, uh, are you on on Facebook or uh, are you on any other social media? Um,
1: no, I'm I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't do Facebook.
0: Okay,
2: I
1: just find it intrusive, and I try to tend. I tend to not go on so much social media because it's hard to find. <laughs> you just go on one platform; you don't have to go everywhere. Right. Uh, shooting people, I put my films on okay. Vimeo. I've got like two little things on Vimeo. I use Vimeo as a, an experiment if I want to put little things on. for do like a spoken word bit, I don't know if you've been on that one.
0: I haven't seen that it's one sort
1: of yet. Top. It's where I got a Louis Vuitton. I got this. Uh, I was cleaning out my cupboard basically with a purse
2: uh-huh.
1: or a diary I just set it on fire basically Damn. um and okay. I, I put i put spoken words behind it i filmed it in about 20 minutes Oh, that's dope and it's, it's basically talking about us living and being drawn to materialistic things why do we need materialistic things to make us happy
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know you should be happy without it um because when you was a child I'm sure you didn't have a Louis Vuitton belt to make nope. you happy. You nope. was happy to just go outside and play football. Yep. So why yep. can't we go back to all these simplicity of things yeah. to make ourselves happy? So okay. I burnt a Louis Vuitton. Just in,
0: <laughs> That's some performance art for your ass right there. <laughs> but you can check it
1: out. On Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. It's only like 50 seconds long. Um,
0: cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Mr. Jose. Mm. River Dula Ray, it's been an honor to have you on the program. I'm going to say thank you very much for contacting and reaching out.
2: Peace.
0: Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope you all dug that interview. This is Jonathan speak with you now. I want you to support my brother's sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry for more episodes, go to Jonathan J O H N A T H A N S O U L.com. And of course I'm on social media. I'm on uh it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on our uh, SoundCloud and I'm, I'm over at a uh, black spot as well that terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time.